Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Red Sox podcast. We are one day away from Thanksgiving. Can you believe it? Thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. I'm your host, Nesson's Lauren Campbell. I have been covering Boston sports now with Nesson for almost four years in this crazy wild Boston media scene as a whole for almost seven years now. You know the drill, born and raised in the Boston area, born and raised a Red Sox fan, and now I get to talk Red Sox with you Monday through Friday right here on Locked On Red Sox. So in Tuesday's episode, we talked about the Hall of Fame ballot with David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. And as you know, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, this is their last year of eligibility on the Hall of Fame. So if they do not get in this year, they do not get in at all. But there is one other person who is eligible for the 10th and final time, and that is Kurt Schilling. I said on Tuesday's episode, I wanted to dedicate maybe an episode or an entire segment for Kurt Schilling to really explain and maybe kind of do a deep dive on just why or why not he does not belong in the Hall of Fame. So what we are going to do today is make a case for Kurt Schilling and against Kurt Schilling. Kind of an easy way to break this up and kind of get things down detail by detail. So let's start with the case for Kurt Schilling. Last year, Schilling received 71% of the votes. That was the most votes he had ever gotten. It was 71.1 to be exact. That was the highest mark he'd ever received. And since 2013, before he was really vocal on all of his political views and everything, he had 38.8% and that was in 2013. But last year, he wrote a letter to the Baseball Hall of Fame saying that he wanted to be removed from the ballot. Ironically, while attacking that same group of writers who gave him over 70% of the vote, it was unanimously rejected he will remain on the ballot and if he does not get elected into the hall of fame i truly believe that kurt schilling will be one of the best pitchers to ever be held out of the hall of fame and i think that if he does get held out of the hall of fame it is a lot of his own doing it's a lot of self-victimization and it's a lot of really getting in his own way and not being able to essentially keep his mouth shut However, you certainly can make a case for Kurt Schilling being in the Hall of Fame because his numbers, his three World Series rings, those really elevate what he did on the field. You look, you look throughout his career, you look back on the the 20 year career that he had, he rarely was considered a top three pitcher really in any given season. He never won a Cy Young, but he was consistent. And I think that's something that we don't see a lot today. We don't see a lot of consistency. So even though he didn't win a Cy Young, even though he doesn't have one of those luxurious and coveted uh, awards to his name, maybe that makes it all the more impressive how consistent he was, how good his numbers were without ever winning a Cy Young. People may win Cy Young awards without ever winning a World Series, and Kurt Schilling has won three of those. And I think at the end of the day, when you look at Kurt Schilling, the pitcher and you look at Kurt Schilling, the October pitcher, he was so, so damn good in October. He had a 223 career playoff ERA and that was across 19 starts. He won the World Series MVP in 2001 against the Yankees. And of course, we all remember the 2004 Game 6 ALCS, the bloody sock moment, kind of an iconic moment in Red Sox history against the Yankees in 2004 when the Red Sox broke the 86-year curse. So he's had his his moments. He's had those bright light moments. He's had tremendously big moments. He's pitched well under pressure. He's pitched under the brightest lights, the biggest stage. 
And overall, there are 80 pitchers in the Baseball Hall of Fame. And I'm just going to read off a couple of stats where he finishes among all those 80 pitchers. So his 79.5 war, that's 26th all time. His 3,116 strikeouts is 15th all time. 216 wins is tied for 86. And his 436 starts are 95th. And his four top five Cy Young finishes are tied for 24th. So you kind of look at the numbers. They're all there. Maybe the wins you kind of think they're a little lower than other Hall of Fame pitchers. You don't see those 300 wins, but you see over 3,000 strikeouts. You see the three World Series. You think of the Bloody Sock. You think of the 2001 MVP. So there certainly is, without a doubt, a case to be made for Curt Schilling to go into the Hall of Fame. This is a topic every single year, especially over the last couple of years, due to his vocalization on politics and his controversial comments on other topics. We will get into that in the second segment of the Locked On Red Sox podcast when we make our case against Schilling getting into the Hall of Fame. But first, I do want to talk to you about Bilt Bar. You know me by now. I absolutely love Bilt Bar and I love Thanksgiving. All of the good food, all the good treats. There's so many of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't packed with calories and sugar. Now's the perfect time for Built Bars because Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. Built Bars are low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high in protein, and some of them are covered in 100% real chocolate. Share some at your family gatherings. Maybe it'll make things a little less awkward. What's not awkward though is their new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving all the time at Built. So check out the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday, so mark your calendar because Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Sox podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. We made a case for Kurt Schilling in the first segment of our podcast to go into the Hall of Fame. Now let's make a case against him so he will not get into the Hall of Fame. And honestly, what's against Kurt Schilling aside from his comments are the 200 wins not I mean it's a lot of wins but you look at other pitchers not a ton of wins no Cy Young awards but as I said in the first episode maybe not um, I'm sorry the first segment maybe not having a Cy Young award makes what he's done over the course of his 20-year career all the more impressive yes the writers like looking at awards but he still has those three World Series However, not having a Cy Young, not having over 300 wins or closer to 300 wins probably does work against him a little bit in this case. So Kurt Schilling has been incredibly controversial, we'll say, since he retired from MLB. He had posts on Twitter and social media that got him fired from ESPN. There was endorsement of violence against journalists, his response to Adam Jones and his encounter with racism at Fenway Park. And then there was most recently how he responded to Bubba Wallace, the NASCAR driver, and the whole noose incident that occurred over the summer. 
and he didn't do himself any favors when Schilling essentially dug himself into a deeper hole when he appeared to offer support when the U.S. Capitol was getting charged in January, and you wonder if that will hurt his votes this time around. Again, he did ask to be removed from the ballot, but that was unanimously decided against. The baseball writer said, no, we're voting for or against you. So essentially, it's going to be the writer's decision whether they decide to keep him out, and they didn't want Schilling to make that decision. So it's harder to make a case against Schilling than it is for Schilling because he has most of the numbers there, his consistency, the three World Series, the strikeouts. I mean, 3,116 strikeouts, that is incredible. You think of, do the Red Sox get to the World Series without Kurt Schilling? Do the Yankees win the World Series if Kurt Schilling doesn't pitch in 2001? You, These are questions you do have to ask. Kurt Schilling was somebody who was very popular throughout MLB, especially with the Red Sox fans. He had so many great moments. He obviously, like I mentioned, the bloody sock. When you think back to October in 2004, the ALCS against the Yankees many fans probably instantly go to Kurt Schilling and that bloody sock. A lot of the case made against Schilling is essentially him getting in his own way. It's him not being able to keep his mouth shut, if you want to say it that way. You know, this he has the freedom to say whatever he wants to say, but he also has to understand what he says can have consequences. So at the end of the day, I think it will be Kurt Schilling who keeps himself out of the Hall of Fame. I know that that probably would make him happy, given the fact that he wanted to be taken off the ballot. He didn't even want to be given this 10th year of eligibility. And he was very, very close to getting that 75% just last year. So it'll be interesting to see how his comments about the January 6th Capitol storming, how all of his comments from 2013 and beyond, if they all just kind of build up and catch up to him, and that's essentially what will keep him out of the Hall of Fame. Or if will be surprised and he will get elected into the Hall of Fame. At the end of the day though, and I said this in Tuesday's episode, if you are a Hall of Fame player, you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. There is absolutely no excusing what Kurt Schilling has said in the past. He knows what he said. He was very aware of what he said and how he was coming across. That did not impact what he did on the field years prior. And I understand why it can be hard to separate the two. And I don't think some writers will do that for whatever reason. That's their vote. They can vote however they want. I am very, very interested this year, more so than others, probably because of names like Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling. And I'll be interested to see how these writers vote. I'll be interested to see which writers, if any, release their ballot and explain their voting. I think this year more than ever will be a great time for these writers to be transparent about the way they vote. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, they are very controversial players for different reasons than Kurt Schilling because of the steroid era being connected to steroids and HGH and PEDs. And then, of course, you have David Ortiz and Alex Rodriguez as first-timers on the ballot. So it's going to be a very interesting January when the ballots, you can see the votes and who gets elected into the Hall of Fame. I think at the end of the day, Kurt Schilling ends up getting too much in his own way and is kept out of the Hall of Fame. And I think the same for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens as well, unfortunately. You know, at the end of the day, I think those three should go into the Hall of Fame. So I hope writers 
are confident in releasing their ballots and maybe explaining why they did or did not vote for somebody or why they voted the way they did. I think a lot of eyes, understandably, will be on Kurt Schilling, how many votes he receives, how many votes maybe he doesn't receive, who does and does not vote for him. He's really become such a a polarizing person for the wrong reasons, unfortunately. But there is a case to be made more so to put him into the Hall of Fame than there is against him. And then, then, you know, if you do keep him out because of his political views and his comments after his retirement, you really need to sit back and think, okay, then what is the Hall of Fame about? Is it about being a stand-up person as well as a really good ball player? Or are you basing it on what the ball players do on the field throughout the course of their career? So this could be a big year for voting. Maybe they change the way they vote or how they see players and how they go about voting. It, it's going to be very, very interesting. I think that's really the only way I can describe it. So January is on the horizon. We will soon know who makes the Hall of Fame, if anybody gets elected to the Hall of Fame. Maybe we'll get two years in a row. Who knows? But it's certainly going to be worth keeping our eye on over the course of the next few months. Coming up in our third and final segment of the Locked On Red Sox podcast, we will end this show on a positive note, as we always do. But first, I need to tell you about Bet Online because tomorrow is Thanksgiving and we all know what that means. It means football, duh, food family football. This is why Thanksgiving is such an amazing holiday. Nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. And Bet Online has you covered all holiday season. That means more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, we are stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Sox podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every day. And as we always do, we will end this show on a positive note. And this positive note, Whether Kurt Schilling gets into the Hall of Fame or not, this is the last year we have to debate whether he deserves to. This is his 10th year of eligibility, so if he gets in, that's it, he gets in. If he does not get in, that's it, he falls off the ballot, and then there's no more discussions about whether he will or will not get in. Of course, there probably will be discussions of if it was the right move, no matter which way this goes, but we are in year 10. It's going to become official either way. And tomorrow is Thanksgiving. It is one of my favorite holidays. I love being surrounded by my family. We get to eat good food. We get to watch football all day. Maybe we'll get some Red Sox news. Who knows? I'm excited either way, though. But that will do it for today's episode of Locked on Red Sox. Thank you so much for tuning in on this Thanksgiving Eve. Please follow me on Twitter at la 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 Lauren, three laws, Lauren with four R's, and the Locked on Red Sox Twitter account at LO underscore Red Sox. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Locked on Red Sox wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. When you subscribe, you never miss an episode no matter what time it drops. And be sure to check out all the other Locked on shows across our network, Locked on 
A's, Locked On Blue Jays, Locked On Yankees. Everybody does such an amazing job. Thank you one more time for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen every single day. Be sure to tune in on Thanksgiving. I'll have a fun episode for you just kind of sharing what Red Sox players I'm thankful for. But until then, go make Locked On Bets your second listen of every day. Locked On Bets is your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. It's hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great day. Have a great Thanksgiving Eve. I will see you on Thanksgiving.